This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Well, welcome to Ordinary Time. We've had a beautiful time of Advent, Christmas, the Epiphany, the Baptism of the Lord, which follows the Feast of the Epiphany. And now we have entered the second week of Ordinary Time, year 2024. We're reading from the Cycle B in the Sunday reading readings for our mass readings. And this week we have been entering into the Old Testament of the first book of Samuel. So there is a lot going on here. I want to encourage you, if you have not yet taken advantage of the Bible in a Year podcast from Father Mike Schmitz, I would encourage you to get onto the Hail Mary Media app. This podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, is found on the Hail Mary Media app. It's produced through Matre Radio, but they have launched a radio version of the Bible in a Year and the Catechism in a Year podcasts. Now, many of you have been taking advantage of that. I'll admit I have not. Uh, I just kind of haven't jumped on board with that. But since Modern Day Radio has been able to launch that both on a podcast form and on the radio, I've been listening to the Bible in a Year podcast uh, at 6.30 in the morning, our local time, since January 1. And I've been enjoying this time of getting into the Bible on a daily basis in a more focused format. So I'd encourage you, it's not too late to hop on board. You can catch up or you can just enter in. But I I would encourage you to get into those first sessions because you're going to get into the book of Genesis and just to start to open up a daily relationship with you and the word of God. And that's really the focus of this podcast is number one, I'm really doing this podcast for me. Uh, When we entered into that time of shutdown and lockdown with COVID, I wanted to look at some habits that I could do to stay on a daily basis in the word. And I wanted to focus particularly on the Sunday readings. So I started doing this podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, to enter into those Sunday readings. And it was something to help me 
to prepare for the Sunday Mass, and I wanted to be able to share it with you. And I'm so grateful for Modern Day Radio for allowing this podcast to be part of their Hail Mary Media app and to have some of you join me on a weekly basis in pondering these readings. So get onto the Hail Mary Media app, check out that Bible in a Year podcast, and join me in growing deeper in the Word of God. There's so much to cover today. We'll see how much we can do. I want to begin, as I try to do each week, with the collect prayer. And it's a beautiful prayer to listen to what the church is asking us to pray for and to be prepared for as we enter into the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading is a reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as of yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The Word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 40. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I have waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me and heard my cry, and he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. Sacrifice or offering you wish not, but ears open to obedience you gave me holocausts or sin offerings you sought not, then said I, behold, I come. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. In the written scroll, it is prescribed for me to do your will, O my God, is my delight, and your law is within my heart. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I announced your justice in the vast assembly, I did not restrain my lips, as you, O Lord, know. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. 
Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading is reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we enter into this ordinary time, these weeks that are outside of these wonderful feast times. We've just entered into, of course, Advent and Christmas. Then we will actually be preparing in a few weeks for Lent and into the Easter season. We have these ordered weeks. And so we are into the second week of ordinary time. There's nothing ordinary about the readings, obviously, but they're a way in which we count the weeks that are outside of these special liturgical seasons. So here we are on this second week of ordinary time. And we've been hearing all week, if you are listening to the daily readings or you're going to daily mass and are paying attention to the first reading, it is from the first book of Samuel. And I wanted to just point out two things that come to me in this reading of Samuel. And before I I enter into that, I'm thinking about this theme, this thread, this what's something that maybe ties all of these readings together. And one of the themes that has come to me is free to follow, that we're untethered, we're unattached, that we're unrestricted, that we're pure, that we're humble, that we're we're holy, that we're striving for that uh, detachment from the world, and we want to be open and docile 
to the Lord. And there's uh, something that comes through the characters and the stories that we hear in these readings today. So let's go back to Samuel. And we actually get this reading and this account a couple of times in the readings this week because we hear a lot of first Samuel and I'm going to see if I can open it up here in Samuel. We hear a little bit. In fact, I'm going to go back to this reading here in the Magnificat. We go back to the uh, Tuesday of the ninth day of January and we hear about Samuel's mother. And so the very beginning of the book of Samuel, we hear a little bit of history, history background, and then we hear about Hannah, and she is sterile. She's not been able to conceive a child for her family, for her husband. And she's very much ashamed about this. She's she's ridiculed by the other women in the community because she is barren. And so she is just sorrowful. She's so sorrowful about this that we find her in the temple praying. And it says in, this is from Samuel chapter one, verses nine through 20, which was our readings for the 9th of January. And she cries out to the Lord and she says, I am an unhappy woman. I have neither wine nor liquor. I was only pouring out my troubles to the Lord. She's been praying and praying and really sobbing about her uh, uh, inability to conceive a child with her husband. And Eli catches her and thinks that she may be a drunken woman because she's just sorrowing and sobbing. But she says, no, it's not because I've drunk anything or I'm, I'm, I'm crazy, but I'm just in, she says, I'm in deep sorrow and misery. Have you ever felt that deep sorrow and misery? And you just you just cry out to the Lord. Maybe you haven't even been able to get to the church to cry and to sorrow and to sob, but you just are overwhelmed with grief. You're overwhelmed with sorrow. You just think, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And she just doesn't know what else to do, but to bring her situation to the Lord. And Eli says, and he listens to her. And what I think, although we find out that Eli and his family are not really the best role models to have, but he is a man of the church. And so she goes to him. He hears her, her honest woe. And he simply says, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. And so she goes. And here's what I want to point out is that she goes, she no longer appears downcast. She goes back to her husband. And before this, she has just been weeping and sorrowful with her husband. And her husband knows. And her husband has been very gracious to her. And yet she still has this sorrow about not being able to conceive a child. But what it says here is that she no longer appears downcast. And then we hear that Hannah later conceives a child with her husband. And it says here in the scripture, the Lord remembers her. And I just think that is so beautiful. The Lord remembered her prayer. And 
I want to point out, and I, I'm going to work on incorporating what's called the Surrendo Novena into our faith moments. And I just want to mention the first of the nine days of these petitions. These were petitions written by a father, Delindo, who lived from 1882 to 1970. He was a Franciscan priest. He was a Capuchin. And in fact, he served as a confessor to Padre Pio, St. Padre Pio. And so he wrote this in what's known as the Surrender Novena. And this is day one. And so think about Hannah, think about the story of Hannah and this sorrowful woman, think about her situation, think about maybe you in your situation of something that is just really heavy on your heart. And this is what the Surrender Novena number one, day one says. And the words that we hear in the Surrender Novena are to be taken as the Lord's words to you or by the one who is petitioning a particular prayer intention. And so this is what the Lord says. Why do you confuse yourselves by worrying? Leave the care of your affairs to me and everything will be peaceful. I say to you in truth that every act of true, blind, complete surrender to me produces the effect that you desire and resolves all difficult situations. And in the Surrender Novena, we're invited to pray these words 10 times in a row to really meditate on the words. And they are this, O oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. And so now I want to go back to that story of Hannah and her actions in the scriptures that we hear from 1 Samuel are that she, she brought her woes to the Lord. And in fact, even a, a person that represents the Lord, Eli, heard her cry. He didn't know what she was praying for, but he heard her sobbing and he comforted her and just said that may the God of Israel, you know, listen and, and, and hear your prayer and answer your prayer. And she left not worrying anymore. It's like she entrusted that prayer intention to the Lord. and. Down the road, she did conceive and bear a son, and his name was Samuel. We're going to hear a lot about Samuel in the scriptures. We hear this uh, milestone in Samuel's life today in the readings that he has his first encounter with the Lord as he is living now in the temple. And so I think one of the things free to follow this theme is that Hannah, when she, she offered this prayer, a really heart-wrenching prayer to the Lord, she then left it with the Lord. She didn't take it back. She just then was at peace with whatever the Lord's answer was going to be. And indeed, her prayer was answered that she would bear a son. In fact, she even bore more children after the birth of Samuel. And the point is, is that the invitation for us can we be like Hannah? Can we be like this surrender novena where we will leave our cares to the Lord and we'll entrust those to him? 
instead of what our world teaches us and what our natural instincts are to worry and to just continue to chew on those problems, those situations, those woes, and we let those woes consume us. Let's follow the surrender novena and surrender those prayer intentions to the Lord and ask the Lord to take care of everything and then to simply be at peace, not attached to any answer. The final thing I want to mention about Samuel is that he didn't know, he didn't have a, a way of understanding or communicating with the Lord yet. That hadn't been revealed to him, we hear in the scriptures. But once his mentor, so to speak, Eli, just says, okay, answer this way. And he simply said, speak for your servant is listening, he opened himself to a conversation with God. And he continued to have that mature and be nourished over the next many years, that Samuel would have a maturing relationship with the Lord himself. And so are we willing to have that unrestricted ability to let go of the worldly demands to let go of what the world desires of us and to simply be a, a, a student willing to follow the Lord. Because this is what happens in the gospel is that John the Baptist is preaching, preaching this message of repentance. And then he points out Jesus Christ. He behold the lamb of God. And in another scripture, we'll say, we'll hear him say, who takes away the sins of the world. And the apostles here, they're not apostles yet. These two young men, Andrew and another man, follow. They're not tethered to anything. They don't have any preconceived ideas. They just go and follow this one who is called the Messiah. And in fact, they encounter this man, Jesus. And whatever happens between Jesus and Andrew and the man somehow inspires Andrew so much and touches him so much that he goes back to his household, to his brother, uh, Simon, and says, come and see who we have found. We have found the Messiah. This encounter with the Lord. These men are not attached to any ideas of their own. They're willing to be formed by the Lord himself. That's how we should be so willing to be that clay on that potter's wheel that will just be formed into what God designs for us, that we will be willing to be that untethered, that we would be free to follow the Lord completely, not with our own ideas, not with our own designs, but that we would be formed by the Lord, will be free to follow him. Samuel was free to follow the Lord. He said, speak, your servant. I am your servant. I am here to listen and then eventually to obey and so as we begin this new year, this new year of prayer, as Pope Francis has called 2024 a year of prayer, let's be more like Hannah to bring our prayers to the Lord. Let's rest them in his hands. Let's have a peace of mind 
and to be willing to be like Samuel, to be willing to be like Andrew, and then later like Peter or Cephas or Simon to follow the will of the Lord. God be with you as we begin this new year and may you have God's peace. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.